Hi, I'm Kendall Gilding and welcome to My 30 Minutes with Pip Forbes. Pip is the girl boss of Juice TV, a show made by kids for kids who are undergoing treatment in hospital. In 2014, she quit a plum television job on Totally Wild to crowdfund and create a show that would enrich the lives of sick kids. Fast forward five years, now her team creates an episode every week. She's met countless big name stars. She's sent kids out on amazing experiences like on the Aria Red Car and she's impacted more families than you could count. Of all the people I've met, Pip may be the most self-effacing, literally making sacrifices to give a glimmer of happiness and hope to others. Her story will make you look at your own life and ask the question, what could I do to make the world a better place? So why did a girl in her 20s decide to give it all up to help others? Well, you're about to find out. Pip and I decided to chat on her back deck on a sunny but rather windy day, so enjoy the ambience of a Queensland backyard. Here's my 30 minutes with Pip Forbes. Pip, welcome to My 30 Minutes. I can't tell you how grateful I am to be sharing some time with you because you're really, really busy. Did you ever think that creating a show for kids would mean that you were working in a full-time job doing that? No, never. And I think if I had have known the amount of work and pressure, self-imposed or otherwise, that would come with it, then i may have been a little bit more hesitant to kind of go down that road, but I'm really grateful that I was just so driven by what the outcome was going to be and what the impact would be that I was able to kind of stay on path and um, overcome a couple of obstacles. I love your drive and your ambition and ambition's a word that can often maybe comes with a bit of negative connotations, but for me, it's a really, it's a pivotal part of how I feel about my work. And and I love seeing that in you. You had an extremely successful television career, but it wasn't actually something you set out to do. How did you find yourself with a very prized presenting role on Channel 10? Yeah, I mean, it came about from um, actually a bit of a applying for a junior PR job at Channel 10, um, which I just missed out on getting. um, And I was a bit disappointed about that because that's what I was studying at uni. And I thought maybe that could be the path that I wanted to go down. Um, And then having the opportunity to audition for the role, like I didn't really have any expectations because I'd never auditioned for anything before. So I kind of just went in and thought, yep, let's give this a good crack and this will be fun. Like, let's see what auditioning's all about. And so I was very grateful to... um, have been so fortunate to get something that quickly because I know that it can take a lot of people many, many years to kind of break into that sort of role. Um, And then it was just so grateful that that job actually allowed me to create such a diverse skill set. It wasn't just presenting. It was the pre-production. It was the research and the scripting and on the ground um, producing as well and the post-production side of things. And I don't think, I, I never, ever pictured myself to be in TV. So being able to do the whole suite of things um, without that, then I wouldn't have created Juiced. A lot of people are surprised to know that you have all those skills, that you can work as a producer and do what are the behind the scenes um, work, but also perhaps what's the less glamorous side? Yeah, but it's so important. I think like I, 
to know what it takes behind the scenes before and after a show makes you, I think, a better presenter because you know how to kind of navigate things to make it a bit more of a seamless process or to do the research and really understand the person that you're interviewing or the topic that you're speaking about. Um, just makes it a more enjoyable process as well. And it's an awesome opportunity just to be able to learn so many things along the way. Were you surprised at your natural ability in front of a camera? An X factor in that setting as a presenter is very unique and it's hard to bottle, it's hard to learn and it's hard to practice. Were you surprised at how natural your ability was? I probably have never thought of it that way. I've never thought of it being a natural ability. I was surprised by how little nerves I had when it came to stepping in front of the camera because I just love people and I love talking to people and that's all I focused on. I didn't focus on the fact that a record button was being pressed or who was going to see it or where it was going to go. I was more focused on just making sure that the person that we were interviewing had the chance to get their story across or um, whatever whatever was the purpose of what we were filming or to just make some entertaining content or do a double dare like we used to do on Toaster TV or ride a roller coaster. Um, but I... I was, I was super surprised the fact that I got the job. Like I thought it was a joke to begin with. Um, and then after this first six months of the contract was up, I was like, oh, well, this has been a fun six months. Like we're probably going to get the ax and then it continued. And yeah, so I think I just, with every day that I got to turn up to work was just really grateful for that opportunity. And you did that for a decade. Yeah, it's a long time. <laughs> and I started when I was 19. So I had no other work experience except for working in a camera shop and a vet clinic, washing dogs and a pizza and a pizza shop. So, um, yeah, really unique environment to first step into and having such a, um, so many diverse interactions with people across the board and traveling, traveling around Australia, traveling, traveling internationally as well. Um, yeah, you, I look back on it and I think about the amount of times that we would just laugh every day with like tears in our eyes. And I think that's, that's pretty lucky. The journey that you took in television led you to what you do now. And long before Juice TV was even created, there was a young girl who was the catalyst for this life-changing experience that you decided to take this new road. Tell me what impact Keely had on you. Yeah, she was one in a million. So um, before I started at 10, I was volunteering um, with the Royal Children's Hospital at Hurston and I had to give up that volunteering role because um, when I got the job at 10, it was full-time hours. I couldn't really commit to that. So I started to organise parties and special events that I knew I could kind of accommodate and make a little special hoo-ha about. Um, so I met Keely on one of those occasions when I was at the hospital and I was introduced to her as, this is Keely and she's got two wishes. She wants to be on Totally Wild and she wants to go to Africa. And she was 12 years old and she had leukaemia. And I just got back from volunteering in Africa and I was on Totally Wild and I couldn't really fathom like the injustice that this little girl wanted to do that. And um, at that stage, the outcome of her illness wasn't clear to me. Um, and not long after that, Keely became palliative, but we were able to film a really special Totally Wild segment with her up at um, Cairns at the Wildlife Dome. And she was being like a reptile um, kind of keeper. She'd done all of her research and she did a far better job than I think I ever did on any Totally Wild show. Um, but we were able to just capture this incredibly positive moment 
of her doing exactly what she wanted to be. It had nothing to do with her illness or, or her um, what she was going through or what she looked like or what she wasn't able to do. And um, once she passed, her family invited me to speak at her funeral and that's where I saw the positive impact of something so tangible and to make that experience happen and for Keely to have that experience first and foremost, but in those circumstances where a child is going to pass away for the family to be able to keep that. And that's where I just thought, well, this happens all the time and, and on such a varying scale and children's lives are impacted through no fault of their own, through illness or injury and, and it just turns the family's lives upside down. So I wanted to figure out what it would be to be able to capture and share those positive memories. And that's kind of where the brainstorming started. It's a wonderful story. And I'm sure Keely's family are so grateful that they came into contact with you. You've told me that you do still keep in touch. Yeah, yeah, we're still in, uh, still in touch. They're up in Cairns, um, but that's the beauty of social media, I guess, and, and the little regular messages that come through. And that's something that's... Um, that's really positive because we want the impact of juice. And I hope that my impact on people's lives isn't just a one-off occurrence. And I, and I love the fact that anyone that gets involved in juice actually becomes a part of our family. It was a slow start, but that is what led to you deciding to quit your job and launch into this new project. Did everyone think you were crazy at that time? Everyone did, but no one discouraged me. Like, I think a lot of people were like, wow, big call, but maybe they just knew my determination to make it happen or there was such alignment between kind of who I've always been and, and the difference that I'd always kind of wanted to make that it just also made so much sense. Um, and I think regardless, even if anyone did discourage me, I can't remember it now, I would have just blocked that out. And um, yeah, as I said earlier, it was just being so driven by what the outcome was going to be and what the impact was. Like I knew in my mind what I wanted that first day of filming to look like and feel like and do. And when we released that first episode, I could feel what that was going to do. And that's all I kind of focused on and just navigated my way through the finding of the funding and legals and accounting and getting everything set up in a relatively short amount of time with no business experience whatsoever. Um, so yeah, I think it's a, a real blessing to kind of have such a visualisation. And to, to be able to on. see the big picture, because it can be really hard to see that when you're starting something new. You're focusing on the tiny detail. Yeah. But you need to really be looking at the end goal. Yeah, definitely. And I think that speaks for so many things in life. Like I think if you know where you want to get to, you're going to take a different path. And, and even now the fact that Juiced is established, like I've got this incredible team that help us achieve everything every single day. And like when I wasn't in the office on maternity leave, um, there might have been different decisions made, but everyone is so focused on that big picture, which is the positive impact and the revolutionising the way that kids and their families experience hospital. It doesn't matter really about those little steps, so long as everyone's got the heart and purpose behind, um, then that's easy. It's great when you've got a really strong vision like that too, because it's really easy for everyone to know where you're headed. How do you even go about launching this sort of social enterprise? As you said, you had no mm. business experience. <laughs> What's more, when it began, you had no money. All you had was this dream to of what you wanted to create. And how does what you started compare to what you've got today? Mm. Yeah, I think in the beginning it really was 
step by step. Like, you know, those really long rolls of um, like butcher paper that you can get. I literally had those stuck up in our rental house. My poor housemates, like our lounge room was literally from top to bottom with a running list of, oh my gosh, I need to think of release forms for people and um, license agreements and all that sort of stuff and contractors in, um, and employee contracts. So it was really just kind of writing down what I knew and then finding people around me who wanted to support me or who had the knowledge to be able to fill in the gaps for me, connect me with the right people and let me know what I needed to focus on first. That was really important. And I think that that... Um, is something that now I reflect on as being incredible. But I think as women, we're always like, well, we can't do something. We can't apply for a job until we're absolutely perfect and we can tick every single box. And I had to tick all those boxes with other people to be able to get this off the ground. So I think that that's been a really great learning to know that you don't have to have all the answers before you start something. Um, And then, yeah, just the other thing that I think was so unique was that it was – it didn't exist. There wasn't a TV show that was going to connect and engage with kids the way we did in hospital and taking them on experiences outside of hospital and bringing that outside world in. Um, so I think that was one thing that made it so unique and in a way an easy sell to get guests to come to the hospital to help do the crowdfunding campaign. People knew what the impact was going to be. When we talk about the finance side of it, I'm, I'm guessing it's a lot of money that you need to go and rally to launch something like this. Yeah. It doesn't sound like it was hard to sell your vision, but at the end of the day when you need someone to sign on the dotted line of their cheque, is it hard to get money? Yeah, it is. You really need to be able to prove that what you are doing is going to have a valuable impact, not just on the lives of um, the patients, but also for the organisations that support you. And I think... Um, For me personally, I wouldn't have been able to take anyone's money, you know, like in inverted commas, without knowing that no no dollar was going to be misspent. Um, It is a lot of money, um, but I did start off with like a a bare bones budget, which was probably a little too bare bones. So that was a a good learning in accounting. Um, But yeah, again, I think we just put the ask out there. People want to help. So when we did our crowdfunding campaign, I was having sleepless nights because I'd set the target at $15,000. And then we ended up raising $32,000, I think it was. And that I just had tears in my eyes thinking about that, that people all over Australia believed in my vision to bring something to life that would improve the lives of so many kids. How wonderful. And not surprising that people were wanting to reach into their pockets to help you out. Juice TV isn't just famous within the hospital, though. It's got such a big reputation that when celebrities are in town, as you mentioned, they make sure to drop in for a visit. And there is a brilliant photo on your Instagram of Johnny Depp kissing you (laughs) on the cheek during his visit. And while he was, that was while he was here filming Pirates of the Caribbean on the Gold Coast, which is, you know, an interesting time because it's been in the the headlines lately, his visit, which... um, you know, very interesting for him. But what was that day like in hospital? It was all under wraps until literally, I think an hour or half an hour before he was going to visit. Um, I think the thing that is really important to let people know is, well, Johnny, um, first of all, like reached out and initiated because this is visiting um, kids in hospitals is something that he does across the world on, on um, regular occasions. So he um, he was the one that expressed interest about coming to the hospital. Um, 
but we didn't want any external media or anything that would detract from that actual experience happening and having an impact on the kids. Um, so that's why there's that kind of level of hush, hush before something like this um, happens. But it was so special. Like the second that the trouble landed on the hospital, um, <laughs> you could just kind of feel the energy shift within the hospital, the anticipation of the kids, um, for the parents as well. Like it was at a time um, where dinner's getting served and kids are usually starting to wind down, getting ready for bed. And just for them to just have such a unique break in their day and something so significant happening is that Johnny was so present. Like you look through the photos and you can see the tears welling up in his eyes of some of the kids that he met. And he, I, I admire someone so much who can spend so much time and energy after, I'm pretty sure he started filming at four o'clock that morning and was there until nine, 10 o'clock and was up again at four o'clock the next morning. And I, I think that's not something that should be dismissed. I remember that time really well because I was working as a reporter on the Gold Coast. So I spent a lot of my days hunting Johnny mm. around the southeast and I spent a lot of time hanging out outside the mansion where he'd been <laughs> staying. It was at the time when Pistol and Boo, the dogs, had been illegally <laughs> brought into the country. It's a real um, bizarre time of my career. But I do remember he was working really hard mm. and they shot in multiple locations across the southeast. And as you say, they had to be up at 4am because they were trying to get, you know, stunning sunrise shots and things like that that you can only capture off the east coast of Queensland. So it is remarkable that he was willing to take that time out and he came dressed as Captain yeah. Jack Sparrow. Yep. Does that add an element for the kids rather than just a celebrity here? It was the pirate. Yeah. It's bringing this incredible imag imaginary world. He had his little bits of gold bullion that he handed out to the kids and there's just, there's so much presence in it. The way he walked down the corridor, you know, kind of slinking like the cat that um, Jack Sparrow does, it really, and, and for the parents as well, I think that was also really great for them. It, it made the whole experience even more surreal. I'm sure the parents were probably even more impressed because they're the ones that would have watched a lot yeah, of Johnny Depp yep. films. So, and But even so, how important for parents because they're also going through a tough time watching their kids in many cases maybe suffer or battle. Yeah, they are. And and the healthcare workers, there's the, night, the nurses that are on night shifts and the doctors that are there and they're, they're turning up every single day to do everything that they can for those kids. It's such Queensland Children's Hospital is an incredible facility. Um, and I think it's just as important, like we've got to keep boosting them up and putting a smile on their faces as well. How fun. Also, another great story, Chris Hemsworth. He's a repeat visitor. Yeah, Tell happy me. to have him anytime. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about some of his visits. Well, his first visit um, when they were in town filming Thor Ragnarok, um, he came one afternoon after filming with Tom Hiddleston in character, uh, made his appearance on Juiced, surprised a beautiful little boy called Cohen um, and a couple of other kids. And then he did the rounds, both him and Tom visiting the kids, taking the hammer around. Um, that was awesome. But he kept asking, where haven't we been and what levels and kind of trying to gauge how many kids had missed out on the experience. And then he ended up coming back the next night in a taxi with his dad to visit the rest of the kids that he didn't get to see on that night. And again, like no one would have known about that. He didn't do it for publicity. These special guests don't come on Juice for the publicity. They see the impact. Their teams and their managers see the impact of, well, it's, you've got to kind of get your timing right, you know, like to be in hospital, to be able to see one of these people in person. And there's a lot of kids that are regular outpatients. And for us to be able to capture and share that positive, mo um, 
positive moment with other kids who might be admitted the next day to let them know that Johnny Depp was thinking about you and Chris Hemsworth was thinking about you. And the greatest thing, I talk about this all the time, the greatest thing you can give a person is your time. And these guys have a really gruelling filming schedule. So for them to make time to come and see these children is so, so special. Yeah, it's really powerful and just such a great example and a way to reflect on how you spend time in your life and how sometimes you can make excuses to not do things or not see family members because of something that's popped up. And I think when you when you see it on that sort of scale, in that sort of environment, it's a real reality check. No doubt the star power brings a real atmosphere and electricity into those wards. But even when you're filming with just the kids or, you know, an ordinary person's come in, do you stop and realise the success you've found? It's usually after. Sometimes, like they're, they're pretty busy days. We try and pack a lot into our days um, when we're filming at the hospital. Um, but for me personally, it's not until maybe we speak to a parent after the fact and we hear about the impact of what we just filmed um, or you see the outtakes and you realise how many times that child smiled or laughed because of mistakes that they were making on camera but the fact that they're not thinking about the fact that they're about to go into surgery or what's being administered in the drip in their arm um, it is all those little moments that keep you going and that have just as much weight if not more um, than a high profile visit. Are you able to define success? Oh look some days success is getting dressed and turning up to work and managing a little toddler and getting home at the end of the day and thinking we did it and we can just do it again tomorrow. But I think really like on the whole, what drives me and and what success is, is having a positive impact in any way, shape or form, whether that's through our work with Juice TV, whether it's just making someone smile or helping someone out at the grocery store, um, having beautiful one-on-one time with my son. It's just about trying to make the world a little bit better. And for me, like on a real personal level, success is me knowing that I'm a little bit better today than I was yesterday. That's beautiful. And a really healthy outlook. I had a chat with a former colleague of yours from Channel 10, and I asked him to describe you in three words, and it will come as no surprise to listeners that the first word is humble, because listening to you, you are incredibly humble. He also described you as warm and wholesome. I love the word wholesome. (laughs) I use it all the time. It's a great word. But it's not something a lot of other people use. And it's very apt because it really means to be health-giving, the word wholesome. And you work in a hospital and what you're trying to do is make the lives of little people better. That's the basis of everything you you do. But I want to know... Where does it really come from that you want to help others? Because, Pip, most people don't have the desires you do. Yeah. I think everyone, what I've seen with Juiced is everyone does want to help someone out. Sometimes they just need the opportunity to say yes. And that's what I saw when, like, when we did our crowdfunding campaign and I invited people along to fundraisers that I did to raise money for cancer and um, all the things that I'd done in the past. And it's just about giving people the opportunity to say, yes, I'd love to help, but I've never known how to do this. And, but I can turn up and I can donate money and have a good time and know that I've made an impact. 
But for me, I really think it just came down to my upbringing. I was, um, my mum and dad were teachers, so I was constantly seeing them in that environment, being so selfless, the way that they would go above and beyond for their students and helping um, kids that were less fortunate as well. Um, my grandparents were very heavily involved in the church and the community, so I was, I was constantly seeing around me normal people, people that I loved and I admired every single day, looking for ways to serve and make people's lives better. I feel like, again, though, you've managed to deflect about yourself and say (laughs) other people are willing to help others. There is something deep, deep down within you, though, that has a real sense of purpose around this in a way that you couldn't see yourself doing anything else. Yeah. Yeah, it's really hard. Like people often ask me, will I do Juice forever? And I don't really know how to answer that because there might come a stage where I might not be the best person to drive Juice or take it to the next level. Um, but I think regardless, it will always be, I, I easily, I'm very empathetic. I feel what other people feel and I see an injustice and I would like to do something about it. And it does keep me up at night if I'm thinking about something is going wrong with a friend or something in the community or something in the world, um, or in the hospital. If I know that something can be done, no matter how small it is, I'm going to do what I can. And it's kind of like that same motto that I was thinking about when I started Juiced and I resigned from Channel 10. I wanted to know that when I was 80, 90, maybe 110 years old, (laughs) uh, on the back deck in my rocking chair, knowing that at least I gave it a crack and I did everything that I could. And maybe maybe Juiced wouldn't have got off the ground, but it was enough to have tried. You're also a wife and a mum. You made mention of a toddler before. Mm. Archie's 14 (laughs) months old. How did having a child change your own experience in hospital? Yeah. I was uh, not sure how that was going to go because it's obviously, um, it can be very confronting and very emotional. It is um, every day when you step into the hospital, but then having your own child, it definitely makes it harder because you can you can put yourself in the shoes of the other parents that are there and on some level try and imagine what it could be like to be going through that. Um, But on the positive side, that has meant that it's further driven my want to do more and maybe focus on smaller things and the things that will make those little smiles pop up and just little thoughtful acts of kindness that we could do. It doesn't always have to be like the big show outcome, but what more could Juiced be to really be a supportive um, service that can really strengthen an incredible community who are so brave and so resilient. Um, So yeah, I'm grateful that while I'm very, very sleep deprived, (laughs) (laughs) I've got a little bit of extra fuel in the tank to do more. I've heard you say that often when you're filming, you'll hear a parent say to you, wow, I haven't seen him smile in a Mm. week. And because of the work you do, you manage to get a smile out of a child who maybe has a terminal illness, which is just, it's heartbreaking, but beautiful at the same time. Yeah. That's, that's what's keep, what keeps us going. And it's, um, you know, like these, these kids and what they go through, they teach you something every moment that you're with them. And we could be filming, um, something with a with a patient who is extremely ill and say if we've got a giveaway they'll ask for something for their sibling or they might finish their treatment and the parent will turn around and go okay so how can we fundraise for you and you're like you have just gone through 
a significant, horrendous time with your family and you're looking to give back already. That, that is an amazing learning, learning and that is who we look up to to continue to move forward and do more. It's really beautiful. COVID has obviously been a really strange time for everyone, but how has that impacted how JUICE operates within the hospital? Yeah, that was a big one. Um, definitely um, working in the healthcare sector, we had some increased um, restrictions and precautions put in place to protect the kids and the healthcare workers and their families, um, which meant that a lot of the non-government organisations and support services that weren't clinical care or critical, um, just had to step down and, and come out of the hospital or really reduce their footprint, um, which is fantastic because it's it's done a great job of protecting our kids. But it's also been really hard for us to, when kids are admitted to hospital, it's already a scary and alienating, uh, alienating time. So how could we continue to show up and make these families feel like we're still here for them, even though they couldn't see us? So like so many other businesses, um, we turned to look at online and what we could do um, to do something virtual. And we were just really lucky that somehow, sometimes I look back and I think, how did we figure out how to get here? Um, But yeah, we were able to create our virtual visits in a way to to make the kids feel like they were still getting these bedside visits from incredible kids. And and the, the kids are limited in terms of their movement around the hospital as well. So patients aren't interacting with other patients. So we wanted them to be able to see each other as well and, and share that story and let them know that they're not alone. And one of the small silver linings for Juice TV has been that because we're all at home and we are going digital, at the same time, you've been able to connect the kids with some really awesome Aussie stars, Margot Robbie, Chris Hemsworth has been back for yeah. some virtual visits with the kids. So I guess in a small way, it gives you an easier access to some people that otherwise you couldn't, couldn't yeah, connect them with. Definitely. And I think one of the greatest things is we've realised, oh, okay, so we can connect with Margot Robbie over in Los Angeles. That means we can connect with any hospital around the world. So we're, we're trying to look at now, how can we make this a strengthening of our hospital community and our, our, little, um, our little hospital heroes? Well, Pip Forbes, you deserve every medal and honour that this (laughs) country has to offer. You're an absolute treasure. Thank you so much for taking time out to chat. I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. And don't forget, if you want to know more or to support or donate to Juice TV, you can visit their website. It's juicetv.com.au, but I'll put all the details on how you can find them in the show notes, including connecting with them on social media. Thanks, Pip. Thanks, Pip.